timing because tonight is October and it's Manifesting with Meg conversations with extraordinary people. And I have a most extraordinary woman here tonight, Kendra Rinaldi, to celebrate October Empowered Through Service. And you guys are just going to love her. But before we begin, I want to remind you all that this is a show about transformation, dreams, inspiration, true happiness, discovering bliss, and time to manifest the life of your dreams. I know, quite a bold feat, but we're going to get there tonight. Welcome to Manifesting with Meg. Kendra, welcome. I'm so happy to have you tonight. This is amazing. I am so grateful that you invited me to be on. Um, it's like, it's it's weird to be on this side of the, I know, of I the, know. Of the table. I know. We're going to turn it around a little bit because yeah. she normally is, and I will introduce her at now before we go any further. She normally is the podcast host of Grief, Gratitude, and the Great in Between. So any of you out there, you know, struggling with the grieving process or need a little bit of a hit or something that uplifts you, check her show out. It is a wonderful, wonderful show. I will definitely put all the links in afterwards. But I do want to remind everyone also, this is a show that's based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. And you can't really see it there. She can see it on her side better. And it's a um, a wonderful opportunity to go through the months, you know, setting your intention and really lifting up the vibration. Um, so I'm going to ask Kendra to set her intention right now. And at the end of the show, we're going to talk about that and also pick a number out of the magical guide and go from there. So without further ado, introducing Kendra to all of you. She is a grief and life transition coach who has experienced grief many times in her very short life. Some of the most poignant moments were the tragic and sudden death of her sister in 1996 and a miscarriage during her first pregnancy in 2006 and her mother's death of pancreatic cancer in 2016. So these are really huge things. From her experiences, she launched this podcast I told you guys about called Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between. And I definitely, like I said, encourage you all to check it out. And then between, uh, and then, but that was beginning in March of 2020. She invites guests to share their journey and how they grew from the experience. Many sharing about grief after the death of a loved one and tools they used in the grieving process. She's also a volunteer at Hope Grief Support Center and the passion about helping others who feel alone in their grief and provides grief care and support to other participants. So Mike Spatola is on. Welcome. One of my faves. He's actually going to be doing a, I guess, a show panel in November with me. Mike, thank you for coming. An awesome book. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming, Kendra. My God, sh share a little bit more of what I didn't cover because there's so much about you that we get to go over tonight on the other side of the oh. desert, right? Yes, it's so odd for me. I think I've only been interviewed just like a couple of times. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm used to asking questions, not answering them. Um, so <laughs> Meg was a guest on my show on the podcast, and um, that's how we connected. And we realized how much we had in common. I realized actually after reading uh, her Butterfly Awakens book how much we had in common. I don't know if she's talked to you or to the public, but when um, when we, when I read that, that you had been in Colombia, which is where I'm from. Oh my God. And so, uh, well, you know, I'm going to be asking you about that because Colombia happens to be one of my favorite countries. So shout out to all those Colombians out there who brought like the merengue, cumbia, salsa and vallenata to me back in the day when Carlos Vives wasn't a thing, but I definitely learned very quickly 
all the dance moves because that's where the fun started. And that 16-year-old drinking aguardiente was definitely something <laughs> I will remember for the rest of my life. So yes, clearly you brought a lot of joy to me to actually go through, go down memory lane again. And Mike's saying, sorry, Kendra, but clearly you've overcome adversity and grief and inspiring others to accentuate the positive, which is exactly what you are in fact mm -hmm. doing. And that's your intention and what you set out. So tell me a little bit about your, your podcast and, and how you, you know, came up with it and how you are, you know, in the world doing your thing now. Yes, thank you. Thank you for asking that. And thank you, Mike, for pointing that out. Um, I think we all go through a lot of things. And um, we are such resilient beings, right? Human beings, we are really resilient. And um, a lot of times we don't realize how resilient we are in reality, right? And we don't realize to how many things we've overcome in our life. Um, like when something really hard happens, we think like we're not going to get over that or through that, uh, not over, but you know, through through that stage. But then if you look back, you realize how many other things that you thought you weren't going to get through, you did get through, <laughs> you yeah. know, even just in childhood, like uh, maybe the first time you slept in your own bed and thinking you had to still sleep with your parents, you know, or the first time you lost your favorite toy and were able to still um, navigate that even grief of losing your favorite toy or your blankie or the day they maybe hid your pacifier and told you it was lost forever. I didn't never had a pacifier, but you understand yeah. what I mean by that. We go through so much. So, um, so in my life, I, yes, I've been through, you know, lots of different changes and transitions, but they're really not any different than what a lot of other people have gone through. Just, they just might have a different name or association with me, you know, like my mother, my sister, my uh, baby, you know, the baby I was carrying, friends, other relatives as well. But even if, if someone's never had anybody that's passed away, they've gone through something hard in their life that they've overcome. So when, um, yes, did you have a question? No, no, no. I totally am following what you're saying. I think very interestingly enough, you know, a lot of people run from the grief and they don't face it right up in front. And the bottom line for me is that it will follow you, <laughs> you know, it'll catch up to you. And if you delay it, then, then it becomes more of this mountain to climb rather than like what it was initially. So I think one of the things that I've seen a lot of your shows, I've seen what you do, but you take all different aspects of the whole process because, and, but I do, okay, really what makes me happy the most is that you put gratitude right in between the grief and the gray in between. And really important for me is to tr try to figure out, now, every time something happens and I like, I'm so sensitive, I grieve about everything. It's like, oh my God. Did it, did oh it. my God, you know. Wait, it's because we're, we're aside from me being Hispanic, I'm also Italian like you, so <laughs> I think we're, we're born with the Velcro like hand stuff. On the like hand, oh, right? Oh. oh my God, I love it. But it, but really the reality is, is up until a certain point with all the drama and everything, you do have to, you do have to play with that, which I think is really kind of cool because on your show, it becomes really a play because you're so artful as to how you bring out the real heart of somebody mm. when they're speaking to you. And I know that because 
I absolutely benefited from you. And we have Kim on and Kim is my publicist. And I want to give a shout out to her, <laughs> thanking her for the connection because yes. she's very good at matching me up with amazing, amazing people. So shout out to Kim Wise right now. So thank you, Kim, because yes. she and I were the ones exchanging emails before. So thanks for connecting us. Yes. Yeah, so so tell me a little bit, a little bit more about that. And I would like to bring it into your reality is what you make it. Absolutely. So you you said something so important that is when we go through something hard, it is definitely easier if we kind of let kind of go through that pain rather than, you know, stuffing it down. I always compare it to a pressure cooker. You know, you have to let out the steam a little bit at a time. If you just open up that pressure cooker, man, that's going to just like, so most, in most cases, letting out that grief or that, you know, those emotions come out, you know, just as they come as, as waves as they are, will allow us to navigate those, you know, moments easier than if we just kind of stuff them in and then just open up the pressure cooker. Um, That would be my cooking, my cooking um, (laughs) analogy there. But regarding then the show, so why it was that I named it that way of the grief, gratitude, and then the gray in between. So there's a lot that that gray in between a lot has to happen. (laughs) You can't just go from grief to gratitude like that. There's got to be a lot of stuff that goes on um, in order to really have that gratitude. But what I have noticed in the amount of interviews I've had, um, I've released over 80 episodes, but um, have interviewed already probably almost 100 people. So the um, in those conversations is that what really allows someone to keep moving forward is having an attitude of gratitude really does shift how it is they navigate each day. Um, Because even if you're going through a hardship, just being grateful even for one thing in that moment in that day, you know, will will just kind of slightly shift. I even make some made some t-shirts called uh, titled like gratitude flips the switch. Oh, because, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Written it down. Oh my God. Yeah. Gratitude puts the switch because it really, it really does just kind of take you out of that state. Just find one thing each day that you're grateful for, even just when you start your morning. And, and it doesn't mean again that you can't feel those sad emotions. Yeah. It just, it just kind of eases a little. It's like a, a balm to the soul, soul, you know, in that moment. Well, you know, even Mike is saying post grief, he's enabled him to turn his losses into celebrations of life and commemoration, yes. commemoration of those who he's lost. And, you know, and then Suzanne's comment is whenever her mother would freak out, you know, she would say the balloon pop, not good, better to let the air out, like you said, so that pressure cooker, and then it goes very slowly into, you know, something more easily manageable, you didn't let it go too long. Well, yeah, I love all these analogies. I know. I, 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 thank you. I And I am able to see them. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. So I have to say. Like I said to you at the outset when we were in the green room, basically, you know, I was so excited to have a conversation with you because I do love the reality is what you make it theme. And I was curious, you know, the the Albert Einstein quote, where, you know, Einstein, you know, believer in miracles himself, magic and miracles, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a persistent one. So I guess whatever you choose is the reality that you're going to exist in. And that's exactly what the insight was. It's time to choose what reality will be. 
When you believe that the world will conspire in your favor, you will find evidence to support this theory. When you believe that each day is an opportunity to strengthen your attitude of gratitude, close your eyes and picture the kind of life you want to live, the kind of people you want to attract, and the kinds of places you want to go. And choose that to be a reality. That's all the inspiration you need. I want to add one more point to that because I was watching. I got stuck in the reels, guys. I was going through the reels and I got stuck in the reels on Instagram. And there was one that really hit me really profoundly. And it says, you can't control the people around you but you can control the people around you. So <laughs> while you can't control what they do, you can certainly control whether or not you put yourself in that vicinity for sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to turn it back to you and ask you mm -hmm. what your thoughts are on all of this. Oh my gosh. So many right now, because <laughs> I, I talk to my kids about these kind of things often. Um, when we're in the car and we're running late, to something. I'll just give an example, tennis class. I remember a few years back and my be driving after school, taking my kids to tennis class. My daughter, it, it was her class actually. And she'd be so nervous that she was going to be late and like, mom, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. And I'm like, you're talking about people, but we also can't control the circumstances. Right. So I'm in that, in that moment, I'm like, can I change the stoplight? Can I change it right now from green to from red to green? No. And so she'd be no, my kids are 13 and 14, but this conversation was when she was like 10, just to give you an idea. Okay. No. And then I'm like, okay, can I change how fast the car is going in front of me? No. Can I go any faster? And would that make me be safe to get there? No. What is in our control right now? Right. What is in our control right now? And so with that, then I'd say, you know, I can control my breath. I can control driving carefully. You can control your breath and you can control staying calm so that I can be calm so that we can arrive safely. Yeah. Might we be late? Yes. Now, can we change maybe what time we leave next time? Yes. You know, so it's always, so it's always just like kind of coming back to that present moment and thinking what is in my control right now? Right. And focusing on that. And that really does shift your reality because you're not blaming then things about everybody else, just yourself. I love <laughs> just well, you know, there's a wonderful, wonderful, I would say tip. Like if you're mm -hmm. driving in a car, you're running late and there's someone in front of you that's unbearingly slow, right? Like horrible. I always say, well, it's my pace car. It's keeping me in this space so I don't get myself into an accident or it's keeping me in this space so it'll get me where I need to go at the exact right time I need to be there. But it's my pace car. So instead of getting angry at the pace car and doing something stupid on the highway 95 in Miami and then God knows what could happen. Lord knows I've seen enough cases where, you know, people will like lose their, you know, what's out there, you know, acknowledge that perhaps like I've always trying to believe the life is rigged in your favor or live life right. as if it's unfolding in your favor. So I love how you're saying there's like really little I can do. Yes. Next time, maybe we start a little bit earlier. Maybe uh -huh. we approach so the stress is not so high, but because we're in it, instead of like blowing up in the moment, taking it all in as to what you can do. And Suzanne's commenting. Yes. The only thing we have control over is our reaction, which is absolutely true. And the reaction dictates so much, right, Kendra? I mean, like absolutely. even, so for instance, I know, cause you've explained to me your grief backstory, you know, 
I don't know if you want to share it with the audience today, you know, certainly, you know, what brought you to where you are and how devastated you were one after the other after the other, but you shift to what you're doing now, which is something to help other people, which is what Mike pointed out at the outset. So tell us if you want a little bit about that, you know, what's impacted you to bring you to where you are today? You know, we learn a lot from example too, right? So I can say that my biggest example of how to navigate grief was really my mom when my sister passed away. Wow. And of course, my my dad as well. But I can say that just seeing how they navigated the grief experience of losing a child and really practicing, putting into practice what they believed, you know, and so being in our case, in our family, we did believe that the soul continues. And so therefore, at holding on to that belief and that she wasn't gone, you know, gone, it was just a different a different space, you know, a different dimension per se, but just with us, that really helped us. And so by me seeing how they were really living to what they had kind of taught us to grow up believing, I was 21 when my sister passed away. She was 18. My younger brother was seven at that moment when she died. And my sister was 12. My other sister was 12. And even to hear my brother say the comment when we were all like sitting together, because I studied in the States. And they lived in Colombia. And then uh, anyway, we were all together after she passed away. And my brother said, finally, we're all together now. This is a seven-year-old, okay? We're all together now because Zorana's with us in spirit. Oh, wow. Here, the I get chills still. Yeah. Like yeah. the purity of that soul say something like that, you know, and me learning from this, you know, young, you know, boy even. Yeah about really what death was, you know, me as a 21 year old, just really brought a lot of comfort. So that was kind of the part, you know, part of my of my journey and just how to be able to navigate it. And emotions were always welcomed, always all types of emotions, every single anniversary or birthday, we'd always call each other and reminisce. So um, that was something that was always part of my life. And so therefore, also, when I then was grieving, you know, 10 years later, the uh, 10, I'm like, yeah, 10, the uh, passing of, of, of 10, no more. What, how many years? Not, no, yeah, 10 years later, when I lost the uh, baby, I was uh, my first pregnancy, that as well, like, you know, just navigating that grief. And similar to what you mentioned even before in terms of like that, that car is your pace kind of maker, yeah. you know, kind of. I also thought there must be some wisdom with it. Mm -hmm. I always holding on to that. There must be some wisdom to this, you know, in, in every single situation, there has to be a wisdom behind this. I don't see it. I may not see it because I'm submerged in it. It's kind of like not seeing your nose because you're so critical <laughs> to it, you know. <laughs> but um, so that's that's one of the things that probably has gotten me through all the situations is knowing that there is some greater plan out there that I am unaware of in that moment of what it what it is and what the role it is I play. So that's that's what's gotten me through. And then um, the podcast then was a, a, a birthed from my mom passed away in um, 2009, uh, 2016. I'm like losing track. 
And <laughs> um, then in 2020, I started the podcast and it was just really that curiosity of what is it that has helped other people? Okay, this is what helped me, but, but what is it that has helped other people navigate through these hard times in their life? And so that's how it started. Well, I, you know, I, I do appreciate, and they're all saying that, you know, you're, that your, your, your sister's a guardian angel, and then your brother could feel her spirit with you. And then Mike says, here in spirit, marvelous. I, I will say this, you know, one of the things I, I find about sharing the stories and being vulnerable to your story with other people is that it does make someone else's journey a little bit easier. And I, you know, I, I told you at the outset, I, I, you have to send me some quotes because I love quotes and basically, oh goodness, I don't know where you went, so we'll put you back on. You see that, but I don't see you and I need you back. So we'll put you back on, there we go. See, this is the guardian spirits playing with my internet tonight, but here we are, there you see the quotes again. <laughs> This first one you sent to me was act without expectation. And mm -hmm. I, I, I will will say I, I can find out a lot about a person by those quotes that guide them and actually provide them some wisdom. So tell me a little bit about that. So people are always thinking, well, I don't know, something I always think or even myself in my in my younger self. I'd always be disappointed at times. Right. And disappointed. And what I'd realize is that. People didn't mm -hmm. disappoint me. The situation didn't disappoint me. What disappointed me was my expectations. Okay. So by not creating, you can have goals. You can, ha you know, you can have goals. You can have, you know, certain things you want to, to, you know, occur. But when you have an expectation about how something's going to go, oh, my birthday's coming up. Oh my gosh, I think they're going to plan a surprise party. <laughs> da, da, da. Then nobody calls you. Yeah, nobody calls you. <laughs> You're, you know, they forget. Yeah. And then you feel like it's the worst day of your life. But nobody disappointed you. It was your own expectation of yeah. what was going to happen. Nobody disappointed you. Yeah. So that's kind of where this quote then comes up to for me is because I've had to switch that way of being in order to really just enjoy more the present and not not be disappointed uh, as often Um of course, I'm human, right? We're all okay. Human. I have to say, I got it to that point because, like, you know, you know, you do so much and you work so hard and you have these goals, like you're saying, and these expectations of what's going to unfold and what's going to happen, and then it doesn't, or it doesn't right now. You know, it's kind of like those prayers. I say, you know, you you pray to God and they'll, he'll give you three answers: yes, no, and not right now right or something i have something better in mind for you right and i and i always try to get lost in that no i want what i want what i want and now ah and it's so frustrating and you know that's like baruka isn't it baruka which one is the one from the uh, charlie and the chocolate oh. daddy i want it right now Angustia for christmas yeah. yeah yes i will be baruka salt and i literally and no but I, obviously I'm an adult. I don't show the world. However, <laughs> I may be coming across a bit brash or abrupt or perhaps, you know, and I try to regulate myself, but it's because I, I really expect so much from myself. Mm. So the act without expectation is a surrendering perhaps to what's going on. Oh, around, you know, because otherwise you just, you know, you want to control like we were talking about before. The out, outpouring and sadula salt. Sadula, oh, sadula. Baruch salt. <laughs> oh. 
thing about Veronica Paul. Thank you so much. I like Stadula. I don't know who Stadula is. I think, okay, Luis Felipe speaks, he had the, I think he had the uh, Spanish uh, keyboard because he wrote Cedula, which is our, it's the uh, way that we identify ourselves, the identification card. He wrote Cedula. <laughs> so we're going to call her Cedula. I do like that better. I think it's for the manifesting with next show. It is absolutely going to be that. But then we go on to this next wonderful, you know, quote, man is in reality a spiritual being and only when he lives in the spirit is he truly happy. Oh my God, we are talking about happiness today and what makes someone happy and what allows for that to overwhelm someone's life. Tell me what your thoughts are on this one. So some of these that I chose actually come from the spiritual, like the religion I grew up in and the spiritual uh, practice that I grew up in and my religion. So therefore that aspect of the spiritual being that really helped then in my journey in general with grief, because then that part of the body was just, it was just temporary, right? It is just, so again, focusing on the spirit, on our soul, is really what we should be doing. And the qualities and our virtues, not necessarily everything we acquire in life, but then the moment that we use, when we use the things that we have in order to help advance the growth of our soul and that of others, that also actually with the act without expectation also comes with that aspect of service. Because you mentioned service is also the uh, focus of the month of October. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. You got it. Yeah. So that also, when you serve for somebody else, you can't expect some, you know, you can't expect them to, you, you serve, you serve from your soul. So again, having that spiritual um, reality allows us also to just focus just on the, on the giving and just how we, how we lead our lives. You know, it's very interesting, and I will point this out as well, is the happiness factor, right? Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody thinks by acquiring so many material things, and that material things are not a bad thing. I mean, certainly, you know, uh, you know there are certain things in life that make us happy, you know, but it's called, you know, they call it, it's called, um, it's called, uh, I, it, for Ay, oh, that sounded I, like you're a Colombian. And I'm like going into my Colombia. Oh, please. When I was in Colombia, I was like a total character. I was like, I pretended I was someone totally not myself. It was the best time I've ever had in my life. I think I became more of myself because of that, right? But the reality is like, you know, it's, it's that hedonic expectation, right? Hedonic, because basically we it, it hits us for a time and then it goes away because we're so used to Oh my gosh, Ceci and birds are here. So I'm so excited. Those are wonderful spiritual healers and leaders. I'm so happy they're here to join you so I can introduce them to you, Kendra, and as well as everyone else. I, I'm so happy you guys are all here because this is really an important conversation, certainly around what makes us happy and what kind of reality we really want to expect, you know, on, on the daily, you know, if it's merely an illusion, albeit a persistent one, wouldn't we truly want something really wonderful to persist in that space that we, we exist in. What are your thoughts about that? It, it, it sounds again <laughs> of the like too much of the now, of the wanting yeah. the now. So happiness yeah. sometimes too, when we focus too much on, on that aspect of the happiness, happiness can be an emotion that can be, um, can be moment, moment, Hold on, momentania, momentania. Hold on, let me try to think it in. Uh, how do I say it in English? Momentania, just an instant. It doesn't necessarily is a lasting one. For me, the joy, it, joy can exist 
joy can exist even with grief. Happiness is like just like sadness. You know what I mean? Sad, happy. You know what yeah. I mean? It's more like a non and off switch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with things in life, uh, the true like joy and that true kind of uh, plenitude, what would that be? Bliss, bliss, and bliss. bliss. Yeah, bliss. Yeah. yeah, plenitude, bliss. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. like your book. <laughs> I never knew that, that word was bliss in Spanish. Plenitude. plenitude yeah. So, plenitude, yeah, that I think that that really does come from the spirit. Mm. Re- that's like when you have this kind of like even toned, yeah. ah, just like. Yeah, this joy, joy is plenitude really more, like plenitude, but bliss, right? Just this yeah. bliss, that just inner, it just comes yeah. from the spirit. Yeah. The other yeah. ones I think are more the, this, oh that gosh. instant kind of gratification kind of, the material world just kind of gives us those little hit, hits, you call them yeah. hits kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Berta's saying that she loves the conversation, bringing of service brings the ultimate happiness. So mm. here we have this beautiful lotus, right? The betterment of the world can be accomplished through pure and goodly deeds. Yeah, I'll look, at, it's through, so, I'll look, it's it, I'll look it up on my phone because I can't read yeah. it there either. It's too little. Yeah. You know, I, I do believe that, you know, pure and, and, and goodly or godly deeds, wherever goodly, you goodly deeds and through a commendable and seemly conduct. So that yeah. goes to the what Berta was saying regarding yeah. service. That yeah. really does come to that. That is we and that really does bring to that ultimate joy serving yeah. others and not only are you bringing yourself joy you're just bringing joy to others and bettering the world in that act of service well you know people don't generally think that they're like i'm miserable and i'm just gonna hovel away in my own little corner in the world and i'm just gonna just if you yeah. want sw- to flip the switch bring somebody else give somebody else words of praise and yeah. it will switch you completely not only like doing being grateful but just bringing pouring greatness into somebody else will completely change your state like yeah. completely yeah in divine natural state Sessie's saying you know i i will say this my daughter has a real corner on the market when it comes to shifting into moments of plenitude or joy or bliss because she's very she sings. Offering. Yeah, she and is. She sings. Talking, yeah, she sings that. Yeah, she's always like looking for something beautiful of someone else to tell them that they are beautiful, mm. or they are wonderful, or they are this. And you should see. And I think coming from an adult, it might be a little different. They might. Like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, what yeah, you, you know what? Because we're not used to it. We think it could be like as if you're um, looking down, kind of when you're speaking down of someone, something yeah. too. Yeah. Like if you say. Oh, the, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. we're not used to it. Yeah. What is, what does she want? Why is she saying that she, yeah. li- you know? <laughs> well, you know, we're mistrusting. one of the good things on Facebook, like there are some things out there on Facebook that are good, is the whole idea of making something wonderful a habit, like making saying, I love you to your friends a habit, make saying something that you appreciate about another person a habit because the more habits that you imply or have in your life that are those then it really does cause your reality to be much better because i mean 
listen, if someone tells me I look beautiful and it's like literally I know that that, but it still makes me feel good, changes my day, you know, change because, you know, I could be walking, like we have, we have the no comment or no judgment rule downstairs when we walk our dogs because some people come in robes, some people come in the middle of the night, there is no judgment down here, people. So if someone says, oh, you actually look really good today, it's like, ah, you know, like people take that stuff and they run with it. So, you know, it's certainly, you know, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And like I said to you before, children can, you know, impress upon others that much easier. And, and Mike is saying we have to trust more that have to trust that someone's offering me something from their heart and not for more different mm-hmm. uh, intentions or desires. So we have this beautiful poem and you're going to read it off of your telephone. Oh, yes. On my phone. Because, but let's see if I can. I have my contacts. <laughs> I think I can read it. So I'll talk. So this is from Khalil Gibran. It's the book, The Prophet. If yeah. you haven't read that, it's like, grab it. I think there's so many pearls of wisdom there. Um, my husband and I read in our wedding, the one that's on love and the one that's on marriage, because yeah. we love it so much. And so when I became a parent, the one on children is one of those that I have to constantly kind of keep myself in check and remember. Uh, And it's your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. Mm -hmm. They come through you, but not from you. Mm -hmm. And though they are with you, sorry. And, and though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls. For their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life goes not backwards, nor tarries with yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to cry. It's <laughs> so beautiful, but at the same time, it's so sad. It's so, um, well, it's, you know what it is, though? It's back again to releasing. It's that, you know, how we were talking about before yeah. about the controlling. It's the same. Like, we have this expectation sometimes as parents that we are here to mold our children. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not our job. We're here to just kind of nourish and guide them. And this, but they really are themselves. And man, it's that's one of the toughest things to be detached from, I think, is the outcome, you know, of like, oh my gosh, how are they going to turn out? Are they going to turn out to be kind human beings, yeah. you know? And I, I think that that's one of the, I, one of the things I struggle with the most is hoping that whatever I've done has been, you know, enough to then let them on to their journey. You know, I, I have to tell you, I <laughs> I went to my 30th college reunion this last weekend, which I did want my son to go there. Unfortunately, for me, it didn't turn out that way. He is fortunately where he wants to be, which is in Italy right now, but he's going to go to the University of Miami. And I, I will tell you this, then I brought my daughter to Boston College this weekend to see my school to share that with her. And she had absolutely no interest whatsoever. I'm like, <laughs> these are my memories. Don't you want to love this too? And, you know, it was kind of like, you know, at the end of the weekend, I think we both were tired of each other and we were like, you know, kind of like, okay, let's, let's just get home already. But the bottom line is that what you just said is on point. They're here to do their thing. However, that looks, and it has nothing to do with your journey and your past. And, your life and you can actually free yourself liberate yourself like mm-hmm. Ceci's saying to allow them to have those opportunities and mm-hmm. i left because on the way home 
we almost missed our plane. She she was determined to get food. And I'm like, I, I had my gut was saying, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go on the plane. So I went there and the lady literally last called Miami and she was standing online for food. So I had to call her because she's like, you have to get on now, man. You have to get on now. And she, and she got on the phone. I'm like, run. And then the lady actually said to me, she's like, are you going to go without her? I go, she's a minor. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, I didn't think about leaving without her. No, I was like, I was going to throw my, my body in the door, right? They, they come through us, but not, you know, whatever. But I was laughing because I was just like, you know, you know, I will do anything for this child. I literally felt mama bear coming out. I was going to throw my, I go, she's coming. I can't, again, she's running like a crazy person. But I just find it so interesting that you said what you did because the words are so beautiful to remind us that we are just, you know, to be on the journey with them, right? Kind of guide them and hope that they're the kindest. And like yeah. you were saying, right? Well, then it could be somebody, you know, somebody doesn't necessarily have to agree with it. You know, these are not like, yeah. you know, like, so, but for me, these do help me. It helps me to be detached again from the outcome and, and not, um, not make them be like me. Who wants, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want them to live my story, you know, or, you know, it's not, it's, people's like, say, talk about reality, right? What kind of reality that you want and you don't, you want them to be them. But it's so funny because you're like, oh, she's someone who she like. They always say who are they like, who are they most like, who they who do they take after. And Mike Spatola is saying that he wanted his kids to go to Notre Dame for all of this and not, not a one of themselves. <laughs> there you go. But you know, the reality is, is like, you know, you know, they're themselves. I know they look, they 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 have, you know, they look a little bit like us or whatever, but they're themselves. And this one I just wanted to add because it's you, and it says sometimes oh. we need a little magic. And I think that in the reality, I think magical thinking certainly is something that can help all of us, you know, get through the day a little better, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, a little pixie dust to throw on all of what you just said, the act without expectation, you know, touched base with your spirit. I mean, it's so much magic there with the spiritual side that, you know, it's kind of exciting and it's kind of exciting for sure. So. You know, I want to say, you know, my vision is here to engage the extraordinary person. And you certainly are. And you're a fine, like I said, thank you to Kim Weiss for, you know, connecting us. I, I definitely want to ask you, you know, for and so you can offer to the people who are listening today, you know, how do you embrace your path now that you you're you're offering this wonderful perspective to everyone? What do you think is the one thing that you that moves you forward? on your path, having experienced what you have in your life. Just knowing that if I show up, I'm giving others permission to show up as well. And if, you know, you were talking about vulnerability and even just showing yeah. those aspects of vulnerability and so, and so forth is just giving others just a glimpse of, of that and that it's okay. So what yeah. keeps me going forward, even just with doing the podcast, believe me, there are weeks editing, editing, I'm like, no. <laughs> I could talk with somebody for hours. It's the yeah. post part that I'm like, no. You're so, so uh, it's so well done. It really well, is. My husband, my husband helps me as well, but um, like he does the major part of the editing. I still, I have to do the pre-editing. He does the next one. But um, I know that again, it's, if it can help one person, it really just kind of keeps me moving. 
yeah. forward. You know, if I can know that it can impact at least the life of one person listening to some to these stories, and they're all interviews. Pretty much everything that I've done have been interviews, and I I feel inspired and I learn something from that each day. Yeah. So that's what keeps me moving forward is that knowing that somewhere or another, somewhere or another, I'm helping somebody else's life just like others have helped mine. So. Did you ever think that you were going to be such a catalyst for healing when you started? Oh, gosh, not Jordan? at all. No, not no, at you all? Actually, just even you just saying it right now, I just kind of like hearing that, that just kind of, no. No, no. No. no what is, was it that you thought you were going to do with, with your beautiful life? I, I think that, well, I studied theater. So I'm like, for me, like, I, I knew that I wanted to, this is what I did know. When I studied theater, one of the things I... I knew I wanted to do that was that I wanted to invoke thought Ooh. to others and to invoke uh, connectivity from what they would see like on a stage and so forth to connect to some sort of emotion. And right. that was really what I studied theater for. And with the podcast and with almost everything I've done in my life, I, I used to own a children's gym and things like that. So it was always about connecting to another, you know, to another person and um and evoking some kind of thought or emotion that was really and i think that that was really my goal with the podcast as well but now that you're saying with the healing like i i would have not thought of that so that actually just moved me thank you meg you're no, the one that sprinkles you're the one that sprinkles pixie does Patrick. well I, I have to tell you we have some authors online tonight and suzanne says she cries constantly this is very profound i think i you know being and i just want to you know being an being an author also you know the whole idea is that you bring out the emotions by virtue of how you tell your story and that is something that you do very well with your interviews is bring out the story so the emotion will follow. And, and I think really quite poignantly too, it does take someone who's very skilled in that art to ask those questions in such a way that it offers a safe space for another person, especially when you're talking about grief, because a lot of people don't want to go there because that is a scary place. That is a place where they have run from perhaps, or perhaps mm -hmm. they, you know, are just now, you know, you know, looking in or looking at that by going within because of whatever is, you know, causing that, you know, internal, you know, view. And it's not necessarily something that you want to do with someone you don't trust. So I'll to Mike's point once again, you know, the beginning of, you know, healing is is certainly trusting and trusting others and trusting that you chose well and i love the fact going back to the whole you know reality is what we make it if i choose my reality to be surrounded by people who i can trust and i can share with that would be a much more awakened world that i'd like to be a part of and you know coming from the point of i was a prosecutor for so long you know lawyer i didn't trust anybody i thought they were all lying to me so it's really kind of a habitual change for me, so being around people like you is quite wonderful. So going back to you, so time to manifest, and it's like the end. We're in the third, we're in the fourth quarter of of 2021, and we're looking down the, you know, like kind of feel like we're on a roller coaster, like wee, you know, the wee part. <laughs> I, and I laugh because I keep saying, you know, Suzanne, I'll appreciate this. We just got out of Mercury in retrograde, so all the communications back. We're all like able to talk to each other and perhaps communicate well, and not with all these misunderstandings. Who knows? But 
as we're looking down, you know, the last three months, you know, three more months of, of 2021, what, what are, what are you looking to bring into your world? That magical spark and pixie dust. Is that the part of my intention? Well, it could be your intention. You could bring it up now or you can, you can do it a little bit, but you know, what, what comes to mind? Tell me. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll do my intention because okay. I think that that's really what I think it was. So to open uh, doors of possibilities and connections. I love it. Does it say team success on top? Oh yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's my, this is, I'm in network marketing. So this is a oh. little pad of, yeah. Awesome. Um, so to open doors of possibilities and connections. To open doors of possibility and connection. And since you're bringing your intention for us, why don't you go ahead and be synchronistic and then pick the number in the book Okay. So I wrote it down. I wrote, so both I wrote down just, so I wrote number nine and I have not opened it because I haven't read early on because I got the book. It was September. Yes. So I've only read from September on. So I, I haven't it. read. So I'm curious what it says because I haven't opened. I picked number nine. Okay. It's January for sure. It's January 7th. <laughs> yeah. Until you breathe your last breath, it is always too early to quit. Oh, I love that. That's it's awesome. always too early to quit by Norman Vincent Peale, American author and power of positive thinking. Oh yeah. Do you want, do you want me to read the whole thing? So or I suggest is if whatever speaks to you, read that part. So if you, you know, if anything calls to you and that you feel like you want to share that aligns with your intention for sure. Ever wonder what you are meant to do with your life? What will allow you to make a difference? Leaving this world better for having known the beauty that is you. Each person has a specific mission on this journey. And when each person makes it his or her goal to live out of his mission, we are blessed. Yeah. Oh gosh, girl, you like, I want to <laughs> say at one time, I it was September, which one was it? It was September something. I was, I did this. I have a actually a little, my tribe is called my bliss tribe. Funny and interesting. I love enough. That. Of and course it is. You see, <laughs> my, this is a book. You see, bliss is everywhere. Yeah. So, um, so the, and so in my, in my little bliss tribe, I said, you guys, can I read what, what came up for today? And that day when I read that, it was like, as if you were writing it for us specifically, like what was that day was exactly yeah. what all four of us needed to listen to. So this one right here, I think it's the answer to this. I really do think that, that my journey and my mission is to connect, to mm -hmm. connect people, to connect others. And yeah. uh, I know you're a mega connector, Meg, because you connected <laughs> me with some people. I'm actually interviewing somebody for the podcast tomorrow that you and then I interviewed somebody last week that you connected with me with. So thank you oh, you're so uh, for I'm all like the connections. So that was mine. How about yours? Do you, do you pick up number two? Well, you know what? It's funny that you say that. Cause I was like, you know what, since my intention was one, uh, you know, I usually try to set my intention being, I'm going to have fun and whatever happens, happens. Right. But tonight, because I so needed this and, and, and Suzanne's saying it too, she, mm. needs, I don't, I needed this. It's been a really hard last couple of weeks. And I, Kendra, you have something, you have a je ne sais quoi, a specialness mm. to you. And I'm so beyond grateful, but I wanted to hear something from you that I could take from for me and, and I'll share it with everyone else, but this is for me. So 
you know, so, and I and I I heard so many somethings already from you. It, it's amazing, but I really believe that the children, the on children, was what so was so powerful. Like Mike is saying for me, so I, I'm already grateful. So I guess my intention is for the next three months to bring the energy of tonight into the next three months with me, so that I can make it detaching from expectations. So in spirit to inside my spirit, you know, and then bringing some of that godly, goodly, you know, uh, efforts to the world. So I'm going to just open it to a page and I'm going to read there what my my magical. Okay. Oh, wow. Excited. Take risks. What do you have to lose? And it's one of my faves by Paolo, Paolo Coelho. You have to take risks. We will only understand the miracle of life fully when we allow the unexpected to happen. Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh my God. Seriously? Are you kidding me? I'm going to read that again so the people in the back can hear, right? You have to take risks. We will only understand the miracle of life fully when we allow the unexpected to happen. So I suppose my expectations are limiting me from what those wonderful unexpectations can unfold. And I said, as you live your creative truth, you don't have to believe everything you hear. Choose wisely what feedback will guide you. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. When you go out into the world, take risks and release your creativity without a sensor and the unexpected will happen. This is what life's all about. Facing your fears with courage, allowing your creative spirit to shine through and enjoying the miracle of the experience. Wow. Mm. I'm going to say. Just the ride. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy enjoy the the ride. ride. So, you know, you're amazing. My gosh, I I don't even know. I was just thinking, how did you get all these downloads? How did? Oh, that was my mother. Oh, I had conversations with my mother every day. I was writing. I I missed her so much. And my friends said I had to connect to her. So I decided to do it through writing. And, and, you know, it's been such a joy. It has been such an honor because I get to share it with people as well. And I, you know, Mike Spatola is one of my you know, biggest, you know, promoters, he's always putting my magical guide to bliss quotes. And I've had him on my show twice. And like I said, one of those wonderful, he's my teacher from high school. And I know this is crazy, but you know, he's, he's my friend now and and he's a magical person in and of himself. And like everyone who comes on, Berta, Sessi, Suzanne, Leslie, Mike, all of them are really magical people. And, you I know, can bring, feel it. I can feel their energy yeah. just when they're, they're saying, thank you guys so much. It, you know, and it's also, you know, Suzanne is, you know, he's saying, Mike's saying to each of you, your positiveness and energy and enthusiasm are palpable and felt here in Durham, North Carolina. So mm-hmm. it's that wonderful connection exchange of wonderfulness that we can all bring into the next three months and beyond into 2022 and go there. So I want to go back to your best tools and practices that you can give to these wonderful people that they can take with them tonight and into the rest of the year and in aid their journey if it so aligns live in the present take each second moment as it comes i love it release expectations and also allow yourself in those moments allow yourself to just live each emotion as it as it comes just flow flow just flow flow with life 
Just go with the flow. I have been saying flow. effortless flow, effortless flow, effortless flow. But you know what? You can't control the effortless flow. <laughs> you have to just go. No, you know, you can flow. flow. You know what happens when you just flow? This is something else. I, I, I did an event one time and I called it flow into focus because oh. it's like sometimes you oh if you God. flow, then it's sometimes within that flow, you're able to realize what are areas in your life that you have to focus on. Yeah. But sometimes when you're so focused on something, you don't see the rest. But while you're flowing, it's kind of like you're having that bird side, oh, bird's eye view. I, I like my Spanish, you know, bird's eye view and seeing what's going on. And then you're like, okay, I'm realizing my children right now need me. Yeah. This is where I'm going to focus a lot of my energy more yeah. now. You know, then maybe sometimes it's your work, sometimes it's this, but it's flowing, flowing into focus. So yeah. that would be. I love it. Flowing into focus. And, and Suzanne's saying it's balance. So, yeah, I think it, I think sometimes you can't be everything to everyone all the time. It's just it's, it's just not possible. So maybe the flow will give you the opportunity to be able to just move with like I heard my best one of my best friends always says, God give me the ability to be the feather on your breath so mm -hmm. that it's, it's a beautiful visual right so have you, have you seen my pictures of now that you're saying feathers i see feathers every single day during yeah. my walk now that you're saying feather. now you can embody the feather, feather on your well. breath god feather allow me to breath, be so. the yeah just a beautiful yeah. that's that, you know, that, I, I, that always spoke to me and she actually gave me you know, some beautiful feathers too. So, mm. you know, Mike's saying, look and see that will allow us to flow into focus, which I love it. It's beautiful. So I do want to give you the opportunity. Well, first of all, the, the gratitude I'm feeling for you right now and the energy that I needed, I'm so grateful, I must say. So the gratitude certainly is coming back to you as well. I want to give you the opportunity to share with us a final inspiration mike saying cardinals on your shoulder for sure and butterflies that's <laughs> for sure so give us some uh, final inspiration to take into the rest of this beautiful for uh, full week of october of service and then on to create the reality that we make so that we don't live in a reality uh, a nightmare that we don't want mm. for sure you know this is what I'd say. Um, sometimes when we uh, when we see the world around, we're talking a lot about imageries, about nature, and we see this incredible, you know, masterpiece that is nature. And the and for those that are spiritual, we see that like God's, you know, masterpiece and everything that is there. And one thing that came to me in one of these, like, or at least realizations, it's not like, like, I'm sure many people have thought of this before in that moment I had it, was realizing that we ourselves are, um, are a masterpiece. So remembering that you are a masterpiece and you may not see that, uh, but just like when you look at a sunset and you are in awe of that sunset, or when you look at your child and you're in awe of that child, remember that. There is something greater out there that is in awe of you and of where you are in your life right now and of what you've been able to accomplish and do. And I'm going to cry, but just, just remember, because if we, if we think of it that way, then, you know, then it kind of just uh, gives us some comfort to realize we are our creator's masterpiece as well. So let's behave like one. Yeah. 
I love it. That is beautiful. And I love that I am in awe of so many of you who are on the feed today. I am in awe of you, Kendra, as well. And I'm grateful for those beautiful words to close the show out with. Kendra, I would love for you to tell everyone. Okay, let's see here. Okay, tell everyone how they can find you. Where's your email address or perhaps your website? Okay, thank you. And and for those of you that were on here, I know you all have story. I know you have stories. And anybody that watches this as a story, if you ever want to share your story, just remember that it will inspire somebody else. So please, you know, reach out. Um, and so my website is, you could just, it's easier probably to do KendraRinaldi.com. My first and last name, but if if you're if not, it's grief, gratitude, and the gray in between.com. And you can find the podcast and listen to Meg's interview and many of the other interviews I've had of people with amazing journeys of grief, gratitude, and the gray in between that they've gone through. So I will uh, say I want to spell it out this is a podcast too. So it's K-E-N-D-R-A-R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot com. And then Grief, gratitude, and the gray, G R A Y in between.com. So definitely reach out to her. It is definitely worth your time. She is a incredible, beautiful light in this world, you know, causing the darkness of grief to just, you know, to evaporate a little bit every day with every story that she shares. And I am just so grateful that I could bring her to all of you tonight in this month of service certainly she is serving from a place of love and gratitude and i you know i'm grateful as well uh, i'm so grateful for you and for everything that you do and the, again the magic that you bring to this world <laughs> and the energy and the love and the smile into <laughs> my world today it's like yay you know it's just awesome i i do want to remind all of you wonderful people that you're here as deliberate creators of your life i'm going to add and you are a masterpiece dream big and let us all together raise the positive vibrations on this planet so we can all live in our bliss let's love ourselves exactly where we are reach out to each other and continue to spread love be bold and be an awakener that's mike's words time to manifest the life of your dream we love you all you look amazing today everybody i love your hair you're stylish you're wonderful and i am in awe of all of you thank you so much kendra it's been such a joy and thank you all for joining us this evening have a great rest of the evening thank you meg bye